Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Educate for Life helps you build your life on the rock. LG Equipment helps builders build on good soil. Luke Gibson's team at LG Equipment is your local source for grading, demolition, hauling, and more. Learn about their bulk water services from trucks to tankers to towers at rentwatertower.com. Get your questions answered. Call LG Equipment at 619-988-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-988-0924. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30 and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over, see? We're now at DEFCON 1. Did you say carnivore or carnivore? Would you like to have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your time and bring your shame. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. And I'm excited to have you on the air t- with us today. We're live streaming on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Periscope. And uh, we should be on our own website real soon here, too. Robert's helping me out and uh, in studio, so it's fantastic. And uh, over, the, over the weekend, I actually live streamed uh, us down at the beach. I, I had a long conversation with a um, member of the LDS Church. It was an awesome conversation. He was uh, helping out down here in San Diego fighting human trafficking fantastic guy. And uh, we had a great conversation about the difference between the evangelical church and Mormonism. And, and uh, you know, that's what this show is all about. It's about what is the truth, right? We're trying to get it at the truth. And, and there's so many people out there with so many different opinions. So what we want to talk about is we want to figure out what is the truth. And something I feel like is really important to talk about, I've actually been talking about this with my high school students, is the issue of racism. You know, there's a very famous uh, guy on YouTube. His name's John Green. You've probably heard of him. They made a movie out of a book he wrote. The book was called The Fault in Our Stars. And it's about, uh, 
young kids that have cancer. One one kid has his leg actually amputated, and and it's a very um, romantic yet tragic story of um, these two kids. And uh, this really took off. This this book that he wrote, people really loved it, and they ended up making it into a movie. Uh, but he he publishes content on YouTube all the time about all kinds of different stuff. And I kind of wanted to call him out. Uh, so John Green, if you happen to look at this uh, program, I'd be I'd love to hear what you what you think about what I'm going to share, uh, because uh, in his his uh, video, this, the video is specifically called "Racism in the United States by the Numbers." Uh, in it, he specifically says that there is systemic racism throughout American culture, and this is a pretty um, blatant claim uh, that there is systemic racism. I'll get I'll get more into that, but I wanted to tell you a little bit about more about his particular um, video and channel. The channel he has is called Vlog Brothers. It has 3.1 million subscribers. So clearly this guy is very influential. Um, the video that I'm talking about has uh, 1,278,000 views. It's got 40,000 likes and it's got 2,300 dislikes. So what this tells us is there's a lot of people that are watching this video. They're liking the video. They feel positive about what he's saying. They agree with what he's saying. And so... He is influencing the culture for good or for bad. And, and the question is, is when he makes the claim that there is systemic racism within American culture, is this helping our situation or is it not? You know, a lot of people uh, in the world today will, will make a diagnostic claim about a problem we have. It, it might be poverty. It might be, um, uh, it might be the issue of welfare. It could be the issue of abortion. It could be... Uh, any kind of issues, education, and people are making di- uh, a diagnostic claim about it. Okay, here's the problem with our education system, or here's the problem with our political system. Here's the problem with uh, our, our process of uh, confirming Supreme Court nominees, whatever it might be. And if the, diagno- the, the, the diagnosis is false, if it's a bad diagnosis, well, then you end up um, potentially trying to find a solution that doesn't fit, that doesn't work, or um, worst case scenario, you end up breaking something that wasn't broken in the first place. So, I mean, from a doctor's perspective, right, my daughter has cystic fibrosis and and uh, we, we she has to go in and get a G-tube um, because she's uh, she needs to gain weight. And what they've noticed in the, those who study cystic fibrosis is that if a child has high weight gain at a young age, they do much better uh, later on in life as well. And so the doctors are, are concerned, as are, are we, my, my wife and I, that if she doesn't gain weight, she's not going to be as well off later on. And so for that reason, she needs to get a G-tube, basically a feeding tube, in order to uh, make sure that her, her weight goes up. Now, uh, this, is, they, there is, this is correlation. It's not necessarily causation. They don't know for sure why it is that kids with a higher weight do better later on in life. But uh, the, the correct diagnosis in medicine is critically important in order to help a person be healthier, right? Well, the same thing goes for society and culture. If you make a diagnosis and it's the wrong diagnosis for the problem, then you end up really uh, potentially causing more hurt than, than good. And so I kind of want to ch- challenge um, what John Green said. Overall, he seems like a super nice guy, uh, really uh, passionate um, and a very caring person. But uh, I don't know if he, I, I don't believe he deliberately um, leaves some of the information out or not. But this is what he says. He says, 75% of white Americans do not think there is racial bias in the criminal justice system. 
and a slight majority of white Americans don't think that racism is a significant problem in America. Now, that's a lot of people uh, to say they don't think there's racial bias. Uh, Obviously, there is another portion of the population that says, yes, there is racial bias. And we want to get down to the root of what's really going on here. Why do you have so many people that say, no, there's no racial problems? And then you have so many people over here that say, yes, there is racial problems. Um, we need to we need to deal with this issue because it creates a lot of tension uh, between uh, um, different racial groups. And um, as a Christian, as a Bible-believing Christian, the Bible is very clear that I'm to uh, be at peace with all men uh, as much as it is possible uh, to live at peace with all people. And the Bible is also very clear that there is no Jew or Greek, there is no slave or free, there is no male or female. And in that in that statement um, that Paul is making, he's specifically s- saying that race, God does not show partiality on race, he doesn't show partiality on status, and he doesn't show partiality on sex. Um, that, that God looks at people and says, I love all people, all people are to be treated fairly and equally. And so... As a Bible-believing Christian, if there really is systemic racism in America, I need to be very concerned about it because it would be something that God is concerned about. The question is, is there really systemic racism? And let me let me define the word systemic. Systemic means system-wide. It means it affects all areas of culture. So it affects education, healthcare, uh, the criminal justice system. It affects uh, retirement. It affects being able to get a job, your employment, your finances. It affects education. Um, this is the claim being made by many people today, a- including John Green. And the question is, why is that the claim? He, he actually goes so far as to say it is not a debatable point that systemic racism exists against African-Americans. That's an even bolder claim. And um, he considers himself an intellectual, uh, somebody who, uh, it sounds to me, somebody who's open-minded, uh, who's liberal, who considers the facts, who looks at the evidence, who uses reason, rational, uh, rationality, and logic to come to conclusions, I find it uh, a bit of a red flag. Anybody, anytime somebody essentially wipes out uh, different opinions by saying this is not a debatable point, uh, that freaks me out um, because he's against fascism, but honestly, that sounds like fascism to me. It's a clever, uh, manipulative way of saying, why are you even allowed to talk? It's not a debatable point. Uh, Also, let me explain what he means. Um, Well, I think there's a general definition of racism, but uh, interestingly enough, the word racism, the definition is changing. And you may may or may not have noticed this, but um, there's a a strategy among those who, uh, you know, among those who consider this an okay way to argue um, to actually change the meaning of words. Now, because I, I am constantly debating creation and evolution, um, I'm very familiar with this tactic when it comes to the debate over creation and evolution because um, the, it's, it's, it's a fallacy. It's called equivocation. And it's anytime you take the generally accepted meaning of a word and you change that def- definition mid-argument in order to try to gain ground in your, um, in your attempt to persuade people to your perspective. So, for example, for the longest time, the word evolution was used in Darwinian evolution as change uh, molecules to man evolution, meaning change from one kind of animal into another, right? Lizard to bird, bird to mammal, uh, mammal to ocean mammal, and on and on and on. But more recently, in my debates with atheists and those who promote the idea of evolution, they've changed the meaning of the word evolution to mean change over time. 
Now, nobody debates change over time. That's accepted. But if I say I'm opposed to evolution and you say, oh, you're opposed to change over time, well, it sounds like I'm crazy. And so what happens is, is all of a sudden, uh, there's Chris in the window there. Um, all of a sudden, um, I'm, I'm starting to look different or the argument's getting confused because we're changing the definition of the word evolution. Now, as it pertains to racism, what's happening is, is the definition of racism is being changed. Now, the traditional definition of racism, I'll read it off to you here, is prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. This is the what I think people generally uh, believe is racism. Now, we do have to be a little bit careful. You have to clarify the words racism, uh, stereotype, discrimination, and prejudice. These, are, these words are uh, often used um, interchangeably, and they're not necessarily interchangeable. So we want to we uh, get the definitions of these words and then use them appropriately, right? The more clear we are in our communication, the better we're off we're going to be. If, you, if you're married, <laughs> you know this is true. Uh, if I say something to my wife and, and the words that she hears come out of my m- mouth are perceived in a way that I didn't intend for them to be perceived, well, uh, we can end up you know, having a much longer argument or discussion about whatever it is we're, we're, we're talking about, right? So um, we want to be crystal clear in our communications. Um, I like the phrase, uh, say what you mean and mean what you say, right? So know what you're saying. Uh, don't, don't be of this mind. Well, you know what I meant, right? We often will say, uh, you know what I meant. Um, but the problem is too often the other person actually doesn't know what we mean. And so it generates tension and, and so forth. Hey, so we have to take a, a real super quick tiny break here. Um, we're going to be right back. Please support our sponsors for the radio program. They're amazing people and uh, they run amazing businesses and they're a huge blessing. And uh, I'd love to have you visit their websites and support them. We're going to be right back and stay with us. Gibson of LG Equipment supports Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Luke grew up in the construction industry and now serves LG's commercial and residential customers throughout Southern California. Whether you need grading, paving, hauling, demolition, on-site bulk water service, water trucks, tankers, and towers, call LG Equipment at 619-998-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-998-0924. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. I will cast my cares on you. Hey, thanks for being here today. You're on Educate for Life Radio with Kevin Conover. And uh, this program airs 
uh, live today, right now. We're all over the place on Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, all those different places. And we're also airing um, every Sunday at 10 p.m. If you're a if you're a night owl, you can check us out. We're on K Praise FM 106.1 in North County, Southern California. We're also on AM 1210, K Praise AM 1210 here in San Diego. And uh, those are great radio stations. Um, K Praise is fantastic. They have all kinds of, of fantastic shows, and uh, they've been a big blessing to me uh, and a great uh, place to be able to record our program. Um, also, if you're interested, I have a whole online apologetics curriculum that I built. Take, it's taken me about five years to build. Robert and I, um, Robert's here in studio with me, and we've built this whole program in order to build a comprehensive, systematic curriculum that helps you to be able to answer all the questions people have about God in the Bible. So it's online, and um, it's only $5 a month. So the, the price is super cheap, $5 a month. We'd love to have you join us, sign up, learn to defend and share your faith in a way that uh, people can understand and uh, in an intelligible way, using science, logic, history, all those things in order to equip you to be able to share the good news of Jesus Christ, the hope, of, the hope that God has given us through Jesus Christ. Now, what we're talking about today is we're talking about the issue of racism. And, you know, you might be thinking, well, why, why is this such an important issue? Well, the reason it's an important issue, you know, um, I was asked by my, um, by my uh, pastor and by the uh, principal of the school that I teach at, I teach 12th graders, and they said, hey, we'd like you to prepare students to be able to deal with the issues that they're going to face in college. And one of the issues that I think uh, really uh, kind of causes kids to fumble or stumble is the issue of race relations. And, and the reason is, is because some people will say, hey, the Bible is a book that promotes slavery. It promotes racism. It pro- promotes sexism. It promotes uh, things like homophobia or, or bigotry. And uh, this, is, this couldn't be further from the truth. It's a slander against the Bible that is blatantly false. Now, you might say, now I, I had a student actually ask me, but Mr. Conover, doesn't the Bible teach that homosexuality is wrong? And I said, well, yeah, it does teach that, that it's wrong, but that's not the same as homophobia. Homophobia, uh, in this particular case, is an unreasonable fear um, of, for example, homosexuality, right? An unreasonable fear uh, that, that makes no sense. Now, uh, you know, I'm opposed to, quote, fornication, right? Sex outside of marriage. Um, but it it's not, doesn't mean I'm afraid, quote, of people that have sex outside of marriage. I'm, oppo- I'm opposed to theft, but it doesn't mean I'm, a, I'm afraid of thieves. And I'm also opposed to the homosexual li- lifestyle. Um, uh, because, not because I'm afraid of uh, homosexuals. I have relatives that are homosexual. I have friends that are homosexual. I've had many discussions with people that are engaged in the homosexual lifestyle. Um, but um, I'm opposed to it because the Bible says it's wrong, and the Bible has good reasons for why it says it's wrong. Um, just briefly, 60% of all new HIV AIDS cases are among male homosexuals, even though they only make up 2% of the population. Uh, over 60% of all new syphilis cases are among male homosexuals, even though they make up only 2% of the population. Well, that's significant, and that's something the media and the pop- popular culture has uh, kind of suppressed because uh, they, they are afraid of the consequences of sharing that information. What is, what is going to happen if, we, if that information gets out and people broadcast that information? And so uh, it has nothing to do with being afraid of it. Um, it's something that we need to talk about. And racism is, a, is something that a lot of people are afraid to talk about because they're afraid of being accused of being racist, right? A lot of times 
uh, students, uh, you know, students jokingly in my classes will will say um, that's racist. You know, um, if I we're talking about something and they're offended by something I say, even though it has nothing at all to do with racism, a student will yell out that's racist. And they think it's funny because basically anytime there's something that they don't like, I got a bad grade. That's racist. Right. They, they yell this out. It's 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 ridiculous. But it's it's actually kind of telling as to where our culture uh, is today, which is that uh, people are crying racism for issues that have nothing at all to do with racism. And I, I would actually argue that John Green's video, um, which is the title of, is it Racism in the United States by the Numbers? Um, actually, a lot of what he's quoting has nothing to do with racism. Um, and so let's talk about this a little bit more. Here's what he says in, uh, in the video. Uh, he says, systemic racism is everywhere. Oh, that's what it means, systemic racism. He says, last year, the U.S. Sentencing Commission released a report showing that African-American men's prison sentencing, which on a- was on average 20% longer than white men's sentences when convicted of similar crimes. He goes on to say, black people and white people use drugs at identical rates, but black people are three times more likely to be ad- arrested for drug possession. They're far more likely to be stopped and searched by police, even though the contraband hit rate is higher among white people, meaning when somebody is stopped, they're actually caught with drugs more often if they're white than if they're black. He goes on to say black kids are more likely to be tried as adults than white kids and more likely to be sentenced to life in prison. Uh, After release, black former inmates are less likely to get callbacks from job interviews than white former inmates, regardless of the crime. And then there's a very popular study that he quotes. This was done back in 2004 where they submitted applications uh, to, to uh, businesses. The applications were generally identical except for the names. So they used uh, stereotypical white names in some of the resumes and then they used stereotypical black names in others. And they said, uh, they sent them back and they said, look it, there was only 50% callbacks on... Um, on these resumes. Now, the the people who quoted from the study, their numbers were actually off. It ended up being only around 33%, uh, 33% less callbacks. Um, but it still seemed to indicate, hey, this is a racist issue. Now, here's the difficulty, though, with saying this about, and this was John, one of John Green's po- key points was, this is what makes it racist, is the fact that these uh, people with black names didn't get callbacks uh, as much as the people with white names. Therefore, this must be racist. Now, let's differentiate between racism and stereotyping. Okay, a stereotype is a widely held but fixed and oversimplified image or idea of a particular type of person or thing. Now, um, some stereotypes are relatively harmless um, and others are not so harmless. Uh, I would say that stereotyping in general is probably something we want to stay away from. Um, now, people all over the place make generalizations uh, about certain things. Um, you know, uh, it's not politically correct, but the fact of the matter is, is that the majority of terrorist attacks happen um, from Muslims. Uh, now, of course, does this mean that all Muslims uh, want to make terrorist attacks? Of course not. Uh, and to stereotype that w- way would be wrong. Um uh, most Muslims are not radical Muslims. The, the stat is that it, it's about 10 to 15% that are radical. Um, and and so um, 
a generalized, but is the generalization fair? The majority of, of terrorist attacks are among Muslims. That's absolutely true. And so if somebody would, were to make a generalization that most terrorist attacks are by Muslims, then that is not a false generalization. Now, to stereotype and say that all Muslims are terrorists, of course that's, that's not appropriate. Um, racism specifically is saying that because of a person's race, right, which is immutable, which you can't change your race, you are what you are, racism says that's the way you are and you will always be that way because of the race that you are. That's racism. Racism literally is saying it's in your DNA. You are this way because of your race. Now, racism is evil because nobody has an immutable characteristic because of their race uh, other than maybe skin color. You don't have a, a characteristic that you will be more likely to commit crime or you will be less you will be more lazy. Now, there are cultural influences, so you can have a particular race that has a lot of cultural influences that affect the way they live, right? So there's no doubt about it, but we can't confuse nature over nurture, right? Race is nature, but the way they grow up in culture, the way a person grows up in culture is race. So I have a German background. My mother, my mother's parents are from Germany. They are very, very um, proud of the fact that they work very hard and that uh, they're very good with money, right? Uh, that Germany today has uh, next to no debt. They're very, very good with their money. German cars, they're very proud of their German cars. Their engineering is very precise and very good. And so um, that's a cultural thing, though. That's not a race thing. So you can't say all Germans are good at engineering um, because, because that would be essentially a type of racism, um, although typically racism has a negative stereotype with it or a negative connotation. So, um, but the stereotype or the generalization, by the way, stereotyping generally has a negative connotation also. So you might say, you might use a stereotype negatively, but you make, make a generalization that's not necessarily bad, right? So, so um, when it comes to issues like employers, you may have employers that are generalizing or stereotyping, which isn't good, but it's not racism. So, for example, let's say you have a white employer in Chicago, and this guy uh, sends out, has a, has a job opening, and he gets all these applications. Now, he may not even know he's doing this, but he may have had bad experiences with uh, uh, black employees that he had. And so what does he do? He, he is now um, stereotyping. He's not saying necessarily that all blacks are a particular way, but because of his experience, he may generalize. That, now, that's not necessarily a good thing. It's not a good thing. But the fact of the matter is, is that's different from racism. And, and you might say, um, you know, I'm splitting hairs. But uh, we want to parse this information out. We want to understand what is the real issue here. Because if we identify... And we say that the issue here is racism, when in fact it doesn't have to do with racism, then we are going to be barking up the wrong tree. It's like having a broken arm and going into the doctor and they give you a, a cast on your leg. And the problem has not been fixed. So here you've said, you know what, here's the problem. All these employers in Chicago where they did this study, they're all racist. And the issue isn't racist, r racism, it's that their experience with the black community in Chicago has been, has been more negative than positive. 
And so now what happens is, uh, uh, I'm saying if this is the case, I'm not saying that is the case, but I'm saying that could be the case, what's happening here. And it's not a matter of them thinking that whites are better than blacks or Asians are, are, are better than blacks or anything like that. It just has to do with their own experience. It has nothing to do with racism. Again, we need to differentiate between racism, stereotyping. There are two other words that are important to understand, and that is discrimination and the word prejudice. Um, We are coming up on a break here again real soon. And um, so we're going to pick up on this. I'm going to define the word discrimination for you and the word prejudice. And we'll talk about uh, specifically what those mean and how those apply. Then we're going to talk about, I'm going to give you some other facts to see it in a different perspective. Maybe the issue isn't racism that we're dealing with. So stay with me. I'll be right back. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Fastlane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. Fastlanesailing.com. 619-222-0766. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Educate for Life helps you build your life on the rock. LG Equipment helps builders build on good soil. Luke Gibson's team at LG Equipment is your local source for grading, demolition, hauling, and more. Learn about their bulk water services from trucks to tankers to towers at rentwatertower.com. Get your questions answered. Call LG Equipment at 619-988-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-988-0924. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tire wheels and service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30 and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Hey, thanks for being here today. This is Kevin Conover. You're on Educate for Life Radio. We're broadcasting from Southern California. We're in a studio here up in UTC. And uh, what we're doing is um, we're, we're talking about racism today and specifically as it pertains to defending the Bible. Um, you know, a lot of people have accused the Bible at one point or another of slavery. They've said, hey, the Bible promotes slavery. Now, in the Old Testament, the Bible actually says that if you were to, caught, if you were to be caught kidnapping somebody, uh, and you were to found, be found in possession with, of them, you would actually be put to death. Um, and so people take some scriptures out of context in Leviticus, uh, I believe it's chapter 25, where they, they say, hey, look, the Bible promotes slavery. But the, the slavery in the Old Testament was not like the slavery of the pre-Civil War South. It, was, it specifically dealt with indentured servitude, that, the ability to pay off debts. And so in their culture, um, when you went into a certain amount of debt, the way you worked it off was through basically a servant relationship 
um, until you paid that debt off or seven years passed, all debts were forgiven every seven years. Um, if until you pay that off, you were to be working for that person uh, and you'd get room and board, but you wouldn't um, get paid until you paid your debt off. And so that that's um, the Bible is uh, anti-slavery. The Bible is opposed to slavery. Christ said he came to set free the oppressed. Um, the whole book of Philemon is Paul arguing with Onesimus about why he should uh, I'm sorry, Paul arguing with Philemon about why he should set Onesimus free, a slave free. And uh, we constantly see the Bible say that all people are created equal. The whole book of Acts is about, uh, or in Acts, it specifically says that we are all of one blood. We're all from the same father. And so uh, the Bible is opposed to slavery. It, it is not for slavery. It's also opposed to racism. Uh, the Bible says that God shows no partiality. He doesn't show partiality between races. He doesn't show partiality between sexes, and he doesn't show partiality between status. Over and over and over again, it criticizes anybody that treats somebody better because of because of their financial status or, or whatever. The whole parable of the, of the Samaritan, Jesus is lifting up the Samaritan, who the Jews were actually racist against at the time. The Samaritans, uh, they considered half-breeds. And so um, God uh, actually honors the Samaritan and says that you should treat the Samaritan fairly, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. The Bible says to love your enemies uh, and pray for those who persecute you. So the Bible is very anti-racism, anti-slavery. Now, today, uh, by and large, uh, the Republican Party um, has a lot of conservative voices in it, meaning people who base their philosophical views off the Judeo-Christian foundation. But Republicans are frequently accused of racism, um, of uh, bigotry, and so the question is, is why is this happening? Why are, why are people that espouse the Judeo-Christian religion, which is completely anti-racist and anti-slavery, um, why are they saying that they are uh, uh, racist? Now, uh, John Green is who I'm kind of using here uh, to, to talk about his viewpoint. He published a video uh, called uh, Racism in the United States by the Numbers, and it's gotten millions of hits. It's, it's up over a million hits. And in it, he says that in education, there is evidence of systemic bias. Now, one of the things that John Green does in this video is he switches between systemic bias and systemic racism, which, again, I I think is a mistake uh, because bias is not the same as racism. Racism is specifically, if we look at the definition of racism, it's specifically um, believing that your race is superior to another person's race. Now remember, race is immutable, which means there's nothing that person can do to make themselves better in your eyes. You are immutably better than they are um, because we can't change our race. So racism is especially evil because of this. Now, the word racism is being redefined currently, and this is important for you to know if you're ever going to have a discussion about this subject. Uh, the, The word racism is being redefined to mean a majority that oppresses a minority uh, through whatever methods, um, that's racism. So if you're in the minority, there are many people who are now saying you can't be racist if you're in the minority because racism by definition is when the majority oppresses a minority. Uh, A majority race oppresses a minority race. Now, you may not like that definition. Personally, I don't like it. I think it's equivocation. It's changing the definition of a word in mid-sentence and it's basically saying that uh, any minority cannot be racist only in America because whites are the majority race, 
only whites can be racist. Now, this is ludicrous to me, and, and it seems like pure manipulation and a, pure, a huge double standard, essentially saying that a, a, a minority can do anything to a white person and it will never be considered racist. They say it might be considered bigoted, it might be considered prejudiced, but it's not racist. Now, uh, this, is, this is crazy to me. Um, but as a, as a Bible-believing Christian, right, and the scriptures say that we are to show ourselves approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, somebody who can intelligently communicate truth and who can demolish arguments that set themselves up against the knowledge of God. That's what the Bible says. That's what we're supposed to be, be able to do. So we have to be informed on these subjects. So part of my ability to be able to communicate effectively about the issue of racism is to understand what other people mean when they talk about racism. So even though I don't agree with this new definition of racism, it's very important that I understand what that definition is. Now, um, there is a big difference between systemic bias and systemic racism. And so I, I think John Green made a mistake here where he's using these terms interchangeably. Racism specifically has to do with that as a, that, a person of that race is that way and there's no way around it. That's the way they are. There's no, it's an immutable characteristic like eye color or hair color or whatever else. Um, systemic bias is different. You may have systemic bias and the bias may be for a reason that um, I don't, I want, I don't want to say it's a, it's a morally okay reason, but I want to say that the bias may exist, um, for reasons that are logical. So you may have a particular culture that acts a certain way. And because of that, other people, and I know this happens because, um, I have students in a particular culture. I'm not going to say the culture, it's not black, but there's a, a culture here in San Diego that they have a very strong presence. And I have students in that culture that will say to me, Mr. Conover, this is the way we are. <laughs> and they'll say, I'm not that way, but this is the way our culture is. And um, I have students at, at my school, it's a Christian school, where they say, my parents specifically put me in this school to get me away from my peers in my own culture, from my own race, um, because they don't like this about our culture, the way we act in this regard. Now, that's not racism. That's just bias. And that would be considered, quote, you know, in, in that culture, systemic bias. Um, but the bias is there for a very logical reason. Now, the reason it's important to identify this is because where, where does the solution come from? If it's systemic racism, then the problem is actually with the offending race that is racist. But if it's systemic bias, it may actually be the culture that is uh, violating some principle that is actually needs to, needs to have the solution. I hope, I hope this is clear. That didn't sound totally clear. But so here's what I mean. If it's systemic racism, then the problem are, is that whites are being racist against blacks. But if it's systemic bias, then it could very well be that it's something about black culture that has to change, okay? Now, um, now the reality is, is if you watch um, Larry Elder's view, he's a political pundit. If you watch his video on the problem uh, that blacks are facing, he says the problem is not racism. He says it's specifically the absence of black fathers. Um, if you look at the, st the stats on uh, um, fathers in America, 
right? Now, President Barack Obama said this. He said that if you don't have a father in the home, you have five times, uh, uh, a child is five times more likely to be in poverty and to commit crime. They're nine times more likely to drop out of school and they're 20 times more likely to end up in prison. Uh, Kids who never had a father in the house are the most likely to end up in jail. Well, in 1960, only 5% of American kids didn't have a father. But as of 2015, 41% of American kids do not have fathers. And if we look at the discrepancy between whites and blacks, there's a huge discrepancy. And now uh, we're coming up on a break here, but I'm going to break that down. Um, And I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, something, catch words you hear around right now, uh, hot button words, um, white privilege. um, And... You know, what is going on here with this idea of white privilege? We'll talk about that too. And um, just to equip you to be able to have an intelligent conversation about these sorts of things. So I hope you're enjoying the program so far. We'll be right back. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Luke Gibson of LG Equipment supports Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Luke grew up in the construction industry and now serves LG's commercial and residential customers throughout Southern California. Whether you need grading, paving, hauling, demolition, on-site bulk water service, water trucks, tankers, and towers, call LG Equipment at 619-998-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-998-0924. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Hey, thanks for being here today. I hope you're enjoying the program so far. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about a pretty uh, touchy subject, uh, racism. And it's important to talk about it because um, this is an issue that comes up frequently in discussions when we're talking about elections or politics or whatever. And, you know, um, what I'm what I'm talking about here on the air today and what I talk about every show is a biblical worldview is how do you take what the Bible has for us and then take that out into all the different areas of life that we have, Um, whether it's marriage, raising children, politics, uh, all all education, culture everywhere. And so um, this is an issue that's very significant and important to be able to dialogue about. A lot of people are afraid um, to talk about race and race issues because um, they're, they don't want to be, they don't want to offend people. People's emotions run super hot on this. Um, but it's important that we have honest discussions about these rather than shying away from it um, and be as loving as we possibly can about these issues because, because they're very important. I've done several shows um, that are re- related to the issue of race. I had Star Parker on my program a while back. Um, if you don't know who Star Parker is, I, I encourage you to get to know her. 
Uh, her, mini- her, her organization is called Cure, and she specifically is fighting poverty. She believes that um, the Democrat Party specifically actually generates poverty for blacks because of their policies. She believes that the policies actually generate um, p- poverty among blacks. Uh, she, I did a great show with her. I also interviewed a former Black Panther, Mason Weaver. He has a, a phenomenal um, testimony about how Christ saved him. He was extremely racist. He actually had a racist try to kill him, a white racist try to kill him here in San Diego. He has an awesome book called It's Okay to Leave the Plantation. Uh, he, again, believes that the, the main issue that blacks are dealing with today has nothing to do with racism but has a lot more to do with other issues. And uh, he does a great job of communicating that. I also had three black uh, guys on my radio program to have kind of a roundtable discussion about um, racism. I had a black pastor and uh, a black college student, two black college students on my show a while back. And uh, you can check those out on our YouTube channel. Um, I also have talked with Richard Weikart, who he, he shows the connection between, between Darwinian evolution Hitler and racism, which is pretty stunning if you look at it, but the evidence is all there. If you follow the breadcrumbs, you end up uh, seeing the connection between a belief in Darwinian evolution and what Hitler was trying to achieve, which was the super race, the superior race, um, and uh, how racism uh, impacted his thought process, as well as many other people's thought process. Um, Even in our own country, we have a, a horrible history of racism, and most people don't know this, but uh, racism was prolific among um, the Democrat Party. Uh, in fact, Abraham Lincoln is the one that started the Republican Party. At the time of the Civil War, there was no Republican that owned slaves, not a single one. Um, all the slaves that were owned at the time of the Civil War were all owned by Democrats. And for a lot of people, this is super shocking. They're like, what? This this can't be true. The Democrat Party is the party of equality. They're the party of you know, uh, economic equality, racial equality, and uh, um, so forth. And so people are surprised to hear that. But uh, here's another pretty a pretty amazing quote that a lot of people don't know. The, the Democrats fought to stop the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, which all had to do with abolishing slavery, giving blacks the rights to vote, uh, um, and freedom for citizenship for blacks. Um, the Democrats... Uh, Wanted the 13th Amendment, the Republicans passed it with 100% support. 77% of Democrats voted against it. The Democrats also fought, fought to block the 14th Amendment. That gave citizenship to, to blacks. It passed with 94% of Republican support in Congress. Every single Democrat voted against it. Um, and then the 15th Amendment, which was supposed to give slaves the right to vote, every Republican in Congress voted for the 15th Amendment, and every Democrat voted against it. Uh, And this is a history that, uh, of course, no Democrat is proud of, uh, but the fact of the matter is is that this is what happened. Now, I would argue that the reason this happened is because Republicans, by and large, had a strong belief in the Bible, the Judeo-Christian religion, and the Bible is adamantly opposed to racism. It's all for equality, and it's adamantly opposed to slavery. William Wilberforce, who single-handedly, practically, um, initially at least, uh, is the one who's credited with abolishing slavery in the British Empire, uh, himself was motivated by his belief in the Bible and Christianity. 
And so today, when you look at the issue of racism and you have all these Republicans being accused of racism, uh, but how is this possible? Because most Republicans today, um, their platform is grounded in Judeo-Christian, a Judeo-Christian value system. The whole reason that Republicans are pro-life is because of the Judeo-Christian value system, that a baby um, is a human being at conception. And so a lot of the, the, the values within the Republican Party are based on Christianity. So why is it that Republicans are then accused of racism? Well, I would say that this is because of a, of a misunderstanding of the issues that are relevant here. The issue is not as much racism. Uh, as uh, black political pundit Larry Elder says, the issue is not racism. The issue is um, a lack of fathers. And if you look at um, the stats, <clears throat> Walter Williams, he was an economist, a black economist. He said, according to census data from 1890 to 1940, a black child was more likely to grow up with married parents than a white child. But that was not, um, that did not remain the case. Now, uh, in 1965, 25% of black kids had no father, but now 73% of black kids have no father. That's insane. Well, you have three out of four um, black children that are growing up with no father. And Barack Obama himself said that you're 20 times more likely to end up in prison without a father. Well, I think the evidence becomes crystal clear. And my question for John Green is, is why didn't, why didn't he bring this up? Why didn't he say anything about this? He's so influential. He has over a million views just on that hit. He has three, over 3 million subscribers. And he, he, he claims to be a rational and intelligent um, person discussing racism. And what does he promote? He promotes the idea that there is systemic racism um, without ever mentioning the issues that 73% of black children grow up without a father and without addressing the fact that uh, crime, teen pregnancy, poverty are all related to whether or not a father is in the household. Um, whites in 1965, less than 5% grew up without a father. Today, in 2015, or as of 2015, 25% um, have no father. Now, there's still a huge discrepancy there. And then Hispanics... Uh, currently, 24% in 1980 grew up without a father, and now they're over 53% in 2015. You know, so here, rather than crying racism, 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 why aren't we talking about the state of the family? Why aren't we talking about fathers? Because that's the real issue. Why aren't marriages holding together? And and once we get down to the root of the issue, the real issue, we can actually solve the problem. But if we keep if we keep saying, hey, there's a broken arm when there's a broken leg... We're going to keep trying to address a problem that doesn't exist. And all we're doing is making people angry at each other. And I would challenge anybody who keeps uh, uh, yelling racism um, that I don't know, either either you're not looking close enough at the facts or um, somebody's being deliberately uh, uh, dishonest in this particular situation. Um, you know, there's a quote from a Harvard sociologist uh, he makes a pretty amazing statement. This was a black liberal Harvard University sociologist, Orlando Patterson. He said, America is, the, is now the least racist white majority society in the world, has a better record of legal protections to minorities 
than any other society, white or black, and offers more opportunities to blacks than any other society, including all of those in in Africa. Uh, uh, And multiple studies have confirmed that this is the case. Uh, If you you look at the different studies that have been done on what groups of people are the most racist, what they've found is actually the most racist groups are actually in the Middle East. Uh, Multiple studies have been done in which they confirm uh, uh, there's not a single Western European uh, society that ranks in the top 25 of racist uh, cultures. What they did was they asked questions like, would you be willing to live next to somebody of another race? And they did this study. They did uh, cultures all over the world. Uh, Would you be willing to live next to this person of another race? And over and over again, uh, different countries said, no, absolutely not. The the country that was the whitest, that had the most racist racist was Russia. Um, But no other Western European country even made the top 25. America was ranked as the least racist of all countries, which is uh, absolutely the opposite of what John Green is promoting. And uh, to me, it's it's not only embarrassing, um, con- coming from somebody who considers himself an, uh, a rational intellectual nerd, which he considers himself a nerd, not a bad uh, thing because nerds are often very smart. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is how can he make this statement influencing so many people, raising the tension level that racism is so common and that the reason I'm in trouble uh, as a minority is because of racism when in fact it's exactly the opposite. So I hope you've enjoyed the show today uh, uh, and I hope it's been a blessing to you, enlightening to you. Um, we've got all kinds of resources on our website. If you're interested in the link between Darwinian evolution and racism, my class uh, 109 on evolutionary ethics is a great resource for that. It's only $5 a month. You get uh, tons of classes that directly answer the questions you have about God and the Bible. So I hope you'll check it out. There's free previews up there so you can you can look at them, see if it's something that's worth your money and your time. Um, I've had tons of testimonies from people though saying, wow, this radically changed my life. It's allowed me to be more comfortable sharing the gospel and reaching out to those around me. So I hope it's, uh, it's something that you take advantage of and really appreciate your time listening to the program today. I hope you have a great day, and uh, I look forward to being with you next time. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit EducateForLife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email KevCon at EducateForLife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at EducateForLife.com. You will always be much more to me. Every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right. But that's all.